0: ATP life
1: special Lobby. guest in the building.
0: I think we're on uh, episode 66. Yes. Yeah, man I didn't have to check this time. I'm on top of it It's a beautiful day It's actually the evening here and um, I got both my brothers here, man. It's a beautiful day Figaroas in the building as always with the extremely high quality content today and we got the one and only, okay, so you're I.E. Zemanich, right? Yes. Okay, but today, I want you guys to know, after this Olympics, this is a good time for him to show up. We have I.E. Nisha Corey in the building. Datley, how you doing, man?
2: I'm doing good. How are you, Jake Asai?
0: Oh, it's a beautiful day, man. It's a beautiful day. A uh, lot, a lot of content after these Olympics, the Simone Bios, the City Open, Atlanta Open. So much to talk about, man. out what are we doing today?
1: We have a lot to talk about, so I will not talk about the City Open at the end. <laughs> if you want to, go ahead. Maybe a little bit. Okay, okay. But I'm going to do a quick Olympic recap. First of all, <clears throat> congrats to Zverev, who won the gold medal. We got uh, Hashinov, who won the silver. silver. Silver, And then we got but um Krenye Busta, who won the bronze
0: before you move forward how do you guys feel about these
1: specific winners i'm going to talk about that later this is just a quick recap excuse me yes we just need a
2: uh, we need to draw the topic towards the winners don't need to draw the topic <laughs> niche corey here you know my loss was really devastating to me but you know that's always nice olympic don't worry about it in japan what's up
0: <laughs> oh,
1: then right, we got continue. yeah then we got um um this is Vitalina, who won the bronze. Vadrasova mm-hmm. who had a really clean tournament, won the silver. And then we got, who won the gold? Oh, Benchick, right? Belinda Bentage. Belinda Bencic. Yeah. Yes. The Swiss. Right. And then we got, in doubles, we got the uh, French Open champion. Uh, the women's French Open champion. She won uh, singles and doubles. Wow. Uh, crycheck, I think is her name. I forgot her name right now, but maybe you can look it up. Making a name for herself. Yeah, she won the doubles, gold. Then we have, um, in the mix, we have, who won the mixed? The mixed is, uh, help me out. Uh, mixed was, mm, it's
0: on the tip of my tongue. Why am I not remembering this right now? I'm gonna get you I'm the answer playing. right now.
1: I know for sure. Kuretsev won the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Rublev. Rublev. It,
0: it was an all Russian. Yeah, final. it was all right. Russian.
1: Uh, Rublev won. Um, sing, uh, the, I mean, uh, uh, the gold. Yeah. With the French Open runner-up, then Kuretsev won the uh, silver, and then Bardi won the gold or the bronze. My apologies. Mm-hmm. That's so, why they were making a
2: meme uh, out of Medvedev saying, "Oh, the Russian won," but except him.
1: so that's pretty much the recap as far as the medals are concerned now as far as injuries last week we did talk about how Medvedev, Djokovic were complaining about injuries we did have a girl who had heat stroke and she had to be taken off the court she had upset Igis Vyacek Mm. and then she got taken off the court on a wheelchair she could not continue wow so we talked about how the ITF, my boy here, yeah, I'm it's sorry, the man. ITF who controls the Olympic Games, not the Olympic Committee. So <clears throat> we had a lot of that. We also had Medvedev saying that is the ITF going to pay his bill if he gets conditions and dies? It uh, was that hot.
0: The dramatic Russian himself,
1: right? So that is the quick recap. And now we're going to talk about, before we get into the big juicy news, the Djokovic, all that stuff, we're going to talk Ooh. about Nick Kyrgios has beef with a former foe. Now, this is funny. The ATP, on their website, you can ask Kyrios questions. Mm. And Casper Rudd, out of the blue, asked a question
2: back to back to back titles
1: right Ooh. back to back to back titles and he asked Kyrgios what is your favorite clay court event Kyrgios responded by saying your mom <laughs> then he deleted the he deleted the tweet but the norwegian press found it oh. wait how did this beef start It started. This is
0: long. We've been documenting this the whole. It's been a while, man. It started a long
1: time ago when Curios and Rudd played each other in the Italian Open. Okay. Curios threw a chair onto the clay, and then Rudd said he's unprofessional. He needs to get fined. He's a disgrace to tennis, and Curios just went up on him. No. So ever since then, the beef has just continued. Mm -hmm. Then from there, Curios stated. He only, he's only in the top 15 because all he does is play clay court events, which are irrelevant. Right. Rudd come, came back at him and said, I've won three titles in a row. Yeah. yeah. You're not playing at all. This year, you've only played four tournaments total. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to come back at me? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the beef between Kyrgios and Casper Rudd?
0: I love my boy Kyrgios, I really do, but you cannot be the sideline guy at the gym, you know? You can't, hey yo man, you gonna miss that
1: shot,
0: and then you're sitting on the sideline, you know? Um, Kyrgios has got to really show up and show out this year. We all know what his talent is, but Casper Rudd is saying, don't worry, I have results to prove what I can do. Yeah,
2: Casper Rudd is showing it out on the court, meanwhile Kyrgios is on the sideline just barking, man. <laughs>
0: All bark no bite yeah. right now. I don't like that
1: man. So now I'm gonna ask you, what do you think of the beef between Kyrgios and
2: Casper Rudd? Well, I've always been a fan of Kyrgios, you know. I, I always think Kyrgios is needed for the tennis. You know, he has to be there for tennis for the entertainment, you know. Sometimes tennis get boring sometimes and Kyrgios makes it entertaining, you know. Mm-hmm. But I also do believe like the pressure is there, Rudd is showing it, he's coming to the court, he's winning it kirios got to back up his words so he has to come out there and play i agree
1: i i like nick Kyrios as well he's entertainment factor Mm -hmm. but right now he needs to back it up as well he needs to play more tournaments yeah now he is he did state that he wants to play tournaments in front of fans so do you think he'll play the cincinnati open prior to the united states open
0: I've never heard someone call the U.S. Open that. That was very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did. But yeah, um, I, I think he will just because it is the tournament that he has always typically stopped at. And um, hopefully there are players there. You know, COVID is re-spiking again uh, with his Delta variant. So it's going to be a really tricky, hardcore season for Kyrgios. He wants a crowd. We're seeing increases in numbers here on the tour uh, for COVID cases in the United States. So hopefully it's going to be a race between, you know, hospital beds and curious uh, crowd, you know, like which ones. Gonna I do think
2: first. that Cincinnati has a good Curios uh, fan base though. Oh, definitely, yeah, definitely. He, he performs in front of crowds. So
0: I want to pre- say Cincinnati is one of the main tournaments. He used to run up on match point. Yeah. To someone in definitely. the crowd and where should I serve this last ball? All that yeah, stuff. So
2: he's more into it with the crowd. So,
1: Okay, so you do believe that he will play in Cincinnati prior to the U.S. Open? I hope so, yeah. Yeah. He would definitely need
2: it. He would definitely need it, though. Okay. Yeah.
1: Moving on. There is a coach who claimed that the Olympic Games was just criminal treatment. So the coach of Stefano Sissipas stated that the room that he had was 20 square meters, which is really small he claimed that he had no tv he claimed that the hotel where he was staying they spoke no english so he couldn't even get around japan he also claimed that the u.s and great britain athletes got big apartments where they have windows they got the whole nine they got playstations gyms and he said that that was extremely unfair what are your thoughts on the trainer of stefano Sissipas claiming that the olympics treated him badly
2: well had, wait for,
1: they,
0: they treated the trainer badly right. or stefano's badly
1: the trainer
0: oh sorry bro you're a trainer man <laughs> I'm, I'm,
1: but
2: at the I, same it's at the same time it's like hasn't it always been like this or just this is something new you know like well
1: it, it it's new if, if you really look at it it's yes and no i, I mean you could go and say well the United States has a bigger athlete base, mm-hmm. so yeah. they're going to get the better treatment. Yeah. But you're talking about the trainer of Stefano Sissipas. Yeah. You mm-hmm. think that he'd get the proper treatment?
0: Um, well, let me let me come to the defense of the Olympics here. Um, this is the first time ever they've had to create what they call the village, where they need to house and lodge and quarantine all of the athletes and teams for all the athletes. Uh, In a safe space, that way there were not any outbreak cases throughout the event. Um, I would safely assume they have only so many of those nicer places. Like, they, they don't have luxury suites for everyone. You know, so that means, obviously, the first people to get priority are the athletes themselves. Secondly, would probably be bigger teams, bigger money, bigger countries. And when... What are they, from Greece? Yeah, they're from Greece. You know, they're like a satellite country in the grand spectrum of the Olympics. Um, And I think that that, that's more why they maybe got that treatment than anything else.
1: Stefanos is in the top 10 in the ATP.
0: Now, if Stefanos was staying in a little, you know, 10 by 10 foot apartment, that's different. His trainer, not surprised.
1: Okay. The trainer went on to say that prior to the third round loss to um, <clears throat> who did he play Umber. he was treated badly he stated that he was already in Japan for nine days and prior to the match he had to take a COVID test so every day he had tested and he tested negative mm. so the day of he had to take a test while he tested then he stated that he could not go to the box after he tested negative he had to sit at the top to watch the match what are your thoughts on that claim from stefanos
2: coach that's terrible that's terrible i mean
1: the stadium's empty
0: so why is anyone sitting at the top and Um, he was already
2: tested negative that
0: day correct yeah and he's already been tested and he had
1: health officials around him
0: yeah that doesn't make any sense um i think these little things that you're hearing about are why a lot of athletes did not show up to the olympics um, it just sounds like a headache, it sounds inconvenient It doesn't sound like a good time For something that isn't necessarily paying you anything extra Isn't necessarily a part of your record Or any, any accolades in the leagues you represent For example, if you're an NBA player, this isn't a ring If you're a tennis player, this doesn't accumulate points for you um, All this does is take away time from you prioritizing What you're already working towards elsewhere So that's why a lot of people are skipping this, you know not only is it now separate from your actual profession, but now it's like not fun. No thanks.
1: That's that's what's happening. What do you think, that led? Do you just think feel he was like, treated unfairly?
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think most of the players just didn't wanna do this because US Open is right around the corner, you yeah. know, and yeah. I feel like they gotta rest up for US Open. I think that's that's where the more important picture is at, you know, you would rather wanna win a grand slam than a gold medal. Even though a lot of people do want to win a gold medal for their country and stuff like that, but at the same time, like you know, a grand slam is where your title and your record is going to be, and that's where it's most important. You know, that's what most people you guys look at. Yeah. Okay.
0: No one talks about Hall of Fame accolades and thinks about the gold medals.
1: Now, Karen Busta, who came third in the Olympics, he said that that's the biggest title that he's ever won, and he's won a couple of ATP titles.
0: Are they above 500?
2: Well, at the same time, has he ever came close to a Grand Slam? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> See, <that's... laughs>
0: I'm sure for him, that's great. But in the grand scheme, look, if he wins Monte Carlo, I promise you. He'll he's, be a hungry beast. calling that a he'll, whole nother... Yeah, he'll be, yeah. A di-
2: he'll be a different beast.
0: Yeah, Busta, good job. I'm proud of you. Um, this is not going to be your greatest accomplishment <laughs> in your career. I'm letting you know that. You will do greater things. This is not where your story ends, all right?
1: Okay, fair enough. Just trying to make a point here. <laughs> okay, moving on. Zverev makes a bold claim. Now he's defending the fact that he won the gold medal. He says oh, that this. Someone's guilty. <laughs> he said that this uh, Olympics was loaded, that this was the top draw that he faced, and this was the draw, that there was nobody missing. He claimed claimed that that Nadal was the only one that was missing, and he missed Wimbledon. So let me draw the picture for you guys. You have Berrettini, Federer, and Shababalov, who did not show up. And then the minor ones are going to be Milos, Raonic. If you want to count Dominic Team, although he has the hand problem, he didn't show up. So, what are your thoughts on Zverev saying that this was a loaded field?
0: I will give him this. We know for a fact Novak Djokovic wanted this medal bad. That alone is a really big feat to say that you were in the same bracket or draw as Novak Djokovic in the semis. And you were able to overcome him in a tournament he needed to make... this is going to make him the GOAT. If Djokovic wins this medal, he's on route to become the undeniable greatest in all of history. And you're the only person in between him and that? Yeah, that's a tough draw. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and give Zverev some credit there and say that this is a phenomenal win. Okay. Seriously, <laughs> yeah, this is a phenomenal, I definitely agree in- phenomenal win for him. I don't know if I can think of a more impressive Olympics in the last 16 years for him. Like, I, don't, I couldn't put him in a different draw and say those were going to be harder than this one. But, chill, man. Chill. Don't talk about the whole draw. <laughs> it's just Djokovic that's really significant I, yeah, to me.
2: In his defense, like, with his skills, Djokovic was really the only problem for him. In all honesty. And, yeah, I agree. Like, he was probably the only wall that he had to break. The
0: only people that were going to beat him in this tournament
2: are Djokovic
0: and himself. Yeah, that's literally.
2: it. Him and his second serve. That's it.
1: <laughs> Good point. So, do you agree that it was a loaded field, or do you think he's just giving himself too much credit?
2: I think he's just being a little bit, little bit of ego here and going in there. But I give him props and give him where it's due. Beating Djokovic, though, we took him to a third setter, and you know, he did we, it.
0: We have him on paper as playing Shardy Bashlashvili. That's a tough win. Yes, uh, Lou. Galan and Kachanov. Sh- yeah, That enough. wasn't even Kashina.
2: the final, man.
0: That, that is a, an easier draw than a Grand Slam in my opinion. To oh. be blunt. Uh, I think in a Grand Slam, you're going to have a tougher draw if we... Djokovic, you're playing him in the semis or the finals. No matter what. Inevitable. Everyone else there... Those are people you can play in the second or third round of a Grand Slam. So... I, I don't understand his thought process there. Um, I don't see anyone on, on his draw that stands out besides Djokovic. So, Fair enough. So I can't agree there.
1: Definitely. Now, he did say in the interview as well, he stated that fans and former players don't give him the credit that he deserves. <laughs> he went on to list his accolades. He said, I have 16 titles, four Masters, one thousands, and I've won the London Masters. And I have the gold medal. Then he went on to say, what else do I need to do to get respect? Win in a five-setter for a tournament. What are your thoughts on Zverev stating his accolades?
0: Hey, Zverev, have your second serve average above 80 miles per hour in a five-set match. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I need from you. you That's win in the U.S. Mean. Open final against a tournament with no big three. Where Where'd you go? Yes, you win in the best two out of threes. Yeah, you beat these guys. When well, it's best five? A best
2: out of five is where it's at. Best that's out of the...
0: five is when you're going to get undeniable respect. I don't care if they like you or dislike you. If you beat great players in best of five, no one can tell you anything. There's no excuses. There's no excuses. There. There's nothing. You're goaded. You are legendary. Dominic team has done that for us. Dominic team has shown us best of five set victories against great players, and that's why we co sign him here. We saw, uh, I think Dominic team beat Djokovic at the U.S. Open in five.
2: He beat Sarah at the U.S. Open.
0: That, we, we knew we was going to do that. <laughs> Who doesn't?
2: Crawled do off the court, man. Yeah. It I'm just heart. saying,
0: you know, if you want, the credit he's demanding is different from the credit he deserves. Does he deserve credit to be a professional athlete? 1,000%. Is he a great tennis player? Definitely. 1,000%. Is he a top 10 player? 1,000%. Do you deserve to be compared to the people that you think you're next to? Not yet, you're almost there. I need you to do a little bit more with your mentality in five set matches under pressure on center court. Then I know you're guaranteed a slam. Because right now, I feel more like we're waiting for you to get a good draw than we're waiting for you to just show up and win. Stan Wawrinka, we went, it doesn't matter who's in his draw, he's dangerous. With Zverev, it's almost like the Federer effect. We're going. He needs the right draw to make this happen. That's how I feel with him.
2: Um, And he just needs to lose his nerves in those close matches, close points. You know, like slowing down that second serve is not gonna do it, man.
0: This is a man who. I mean, I I hate to do a recap on a match that's over a year old almost, but he was he came out the gate against Dominic Team in the U.S. Open final, serving 137 with kick. By the fifth set,
1: his serve was 78 miles per hour. What are your thoughts on his
2: comments and him listing his titles? I mean, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. He's a super tremendous player. But I mean, the just like Jake, as I say, if he wants that respect, he's going to have to step it up another level. That best of five is a whole different ball game. You know, that's where the, your mentality... This is the
0: asterisk era. I think you could agree to this. In this era... If you want to get that extra bit of respect, you need to show what you can do against the wall that's against that all players are facing. If you don't do anything towards that wall, all the other accomplishments aren't as important to us as spectators. We respect Dominic Team, Stan Wawrinka, Andy Murray, Del Potro a little bit different because of what they've done against the undoable. That's why we respect them. Now Um, this
1: proves why. Three out of five is so important, as you stated. Right. It's because they can't carry the momentum. Exactly. And they can't keep up. Three out of three that's out of three out five, five is where you have to three. dig
2: deep. You know, right. matches has gone on for like over five hours in yeah. a best of five. And like, that's where you either do you have heart or how bad do you want it in that point?
1: Physical cardio and mental I mean, cardio. Yeah, that's two very important stats. Karina Busta versus Varev in the US Open he was down two zero, 0 came back. Mm-hmm. So basically he started off slow. He couldn't he couldn't keep up the level. Then against Dominic team, he did it for two sets and then dropped three. Mm-hmm. So that's the point I'm trying to get at. Yeah. He, the level has to maintain for five sets and he can't do it right now.
0: Let me ask you a question. <clears throat> um, how who do you respect more as an athlete? Actually, this is kind of a loaded question. Let's do it anyway. <laughs> um,
1: Del Potro or Zverev? Well, I'm gonna go with Delpo. Why is that? He has obviously he has the slams. Obviously, he beat Nadal and Federer at this in one tournament. He has uh, he has the game, and he has the mentality to maintain in the three out of five.
0: That's the thing I wanted to hear. His mentality. Um, let's let's use Del Potro with no Grand Slams, and obviously he has less titles than Zverev. Potentially, do you still respect him more than Zverev?
1: Yes, because he has more game, mm. and he's not afraid. He's not afraid to go for a shot.
0: Okay, that that's what it's about. You know, that's what it's all about. Um, I think that as spectators, for us, it's important for us to see players that don't have fear go against these. These legends on the court you know we all knew when Berrettini walked on that court alright man let's see how close you get because you're not going to get it you know I mean Barrettini walked on that court knowing I man we, we, we made it pretty far but it's the end here <laughs> <laughs> you, know? you know you can just see it on these guys faces when they go against the big three a lot of times they've already lost the match uh, Stan Wawrinka against Djokovic at the Australian Open. I felt like he thought, "I just need to keep going, and I'll win this match." Del Potro, I he believed more than I believed You know, uh, Del Potro surprised me. Uh, these guys are just a different cloth.
2: He's um, a humble dude too, man. He's, he's a humble guy. He's good you know? on the court, man.
0: He's his tennis IQ is incredible. His mentality is incredible. He's very likable. He has a beautiful game. And he understands how to use his tools, right? I would even go as far. He
1: can set up his shots.
0: I would go as far as saying, technically, he has a less complete game than Zverev, but he uses his game better with his mind.
2: Mm. I don't okay. think so his backhand is good. IQ.
0: I don't think his serve is as good. I think their slices are fairly equal. Del Potro does have a probably the best forehand on tour, so that's different. But outside of that, Zverev is extremely complete. So you would, would you say
1: that Zverev and Del will have the same serve?
0: I said uh, I would give Zverev the edge on serve. Well, when
2: he's confident, when he's confident, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Obviously, that that's a that's a topic to be had there. Um, Del Potro serve doesn't waver, but Zverev, when he's serving his best serves, I don't okay. think there's a contest. I can there. see that. You know,
1: and before the wrist injuries, I'm gonna have to. Disagree. I think Delpo had a pretty big backhand as well okay. before the wrist injuries. Okay, that's Now, uh, after, not as much. Yeah. Moving on, the United States loses and does not win a medal. Now, this is an interesting stat. Since 1920, that was uh, <clears throat> in 101 years, mm-hmm. the United States has won a medal from 1920 until now. Mm. 101 years in tennis their closest match was going to be Sangren and Krychik they lost in the bronze medal match so the United States does not win a medal in 101 years
2: that's a crazy stat
1: that lay you're in the zone it appears that you got this thing going what are your (laughs) thoughts on the United States not winning a gold medal or even a medal in 101 years
2: Well, I mean, it just kind of depends on the player that was on the courts playing at the Olympics. You mean, you don't really you didn't really have big players coming in there and playing, you know, like we were kind of sending like top 50 outside top 50 players to the to the Olympics. And, you know, the outcome is it is how it is, you know. All right. Let me ask you
1: something. Okay, If Isner goes, which is a top player, Fritz goes, which is a top player. Do you think if they play doubles, they win a medal?
2: I think they would. Uh, where's Jack's Hawk? Yeah, where's this? Devil special. man
1: <laughs> did not have a ranking high enough
2: to compete in yeah, the Olympics. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. He had to play for, at like a Challengers event, yes. right? Just yeah, to his get some was points. too points. Yeah.
1: So, Isner and uh, Fritz, do you give them a medal?
2: I don't know how what the outcome would have been, but I'm pretty sure they would have came pretty close. They would have had a good chance with Isner's big serve. Fritz, I mean, his ground strokes was good. And everything, there were doubles, they could have had a chance in doubles, to be honest, but the people that was already sent out to the Olympics, they weren't that good, man. like I didn't really expect them to even win a medal period, so
1: okay. Jay, what do you think? Is this sad that the United States has not uh, didn't win a medal in 101 years? Or since 101 years?:
0: um, it's not sad because I want you to keep this in mind. The United States was the best country in tennis throughout the '90s. Um, Now, do we center? And the 80s. And the 80s, okay. Pistol P. You're just feeding my case here. Uh, (laughs) All I'm saying is the Olympics, um, it's a loaded question because just because a country wins the Olympics, it doesn't mean the best players on earth were there.
1: Okay, so let me ask you the question. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, Jack Sock did not have a ranking high enough to make Mm -hmm. it. So if Isner and Fritz play together. Do they win a the medal?
0: Um, can, remind me who won the Olympic gold medal this year for doubles men's. Doubles men's was...
1: Oh, that's a good question. I don't remember off the top uh, of my I'll head. I'll check
0: that, but um, I think that they're formidable against most people. Um, this year specifically, I don't know if we would have got a gold medal in any, anything in tennis at all. I don't think we're that formidable. But... Last last
1: Olympics, yeah, we would have. Okay. Fair enough. Moving on. Djokovic makes statements and can't back them up.
2: Ooh, I saw that. Okay. I really so, want to hear uh Jake's opinion on this one, you know.
1: So we start with Come on. Come on. The mental health question.
2: But also we have one more thing about John Isner. He just won his uh I think what is his is seventh at- title? At- oh. Yeah, in
1: Atlanta. And That's, there's only been I've- and there's
2: only been ninth Atlanta. Uh, I do want to talk
1: to Figueroa about that Ooh, in a moment. Okay. Let's oh. let him finish his topic. Now. All right, all right. Okay. So, he was asked about mental health and he gave the Billie Jean King mantra, which is pressure is a privilege. <clears throat> right? Then he went on to say, if you're aiming to be at the top of the game, you better start learning how to deal with pressures from the inside and outside moments. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Djokovic? coming out and saying that to simone biles and naomi osaka
0: i think that it was beautiful i loved that he said
1: that um don't jump the gun let me make this go just answer that part
0: i like that he said that figueroa
1: okay thank you uh (laughs) do not jump the gun but what do you think did you like the fact that he said that to biles and osaka
2: all right, Jake, Sides, let me see what you got. I, I got. said
1: yes. What do you say?
2: I say yes to Osaka, to Bios, to an extent, yes, because just because Bios, when you're doing those gymnastic events, you get one shot, you get one chance, and that's it. It's not like tennis where in tennis you do get multiple chances just to make a comeback. You know, one point can make a difference. I mean, Novak has proved it against Federer at the US Open. But when it comes down to these gymnastic events, you get one landing, one shot, and that's it. You know, it's not a lot of room for mistake or, you know, so pressure is there. Pressure is a privilege. But for him to stay to Osaka, I believe that just because what Osaka's been going through and stuff like that. And she's a tennis player, Novak's a tennis player, so they can relate to each other. But for, for Bios, it's kind of different. I agree. So,
1: I can see that. I agree with it, It's a different type. Of pressure, yeah, it's definitely a different type of pressure, and uh, it's a different sport, so I can see that for sure. Now, let's get to the ugly part in the match. He breaks a racket, he smashes it, and then he sends one flying over 15 rows deep. I thought this guy can handle the pressure,
0: he never said that. What are your thoughts?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and are this your is thoughts? also not the first time he broke racket on the court, so it's the usual scene.
1: Djokovic doing that—did he actually not back up his words?
0: Um. So here's here's the trick. Here I'm going to be the semantics man today. Um, Djokovic said pressure is a privilege. He did not say he can handle pressure well. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, um, Djokovic does have. A very spotty history. He has very high highs and very low lows. Um, This is the man who, as Dad just referenced, he took a swinging forehand out of mid-court against Federer on match point to completely pivotally change the U.S. Open and win the title. You know, that's a swing that's low percentage in a situation where you need incredible confidence to take that shot with a lot of pressure. Incredible.
2: At a Grand Slam, too. At a
0: Grand Slam. This is also the same guy who lost the entire U.S. Open last year from hitting a ball into a, a ball girl. Does he handle pressure well? He seems to be extremely topsy-turvy in his consistency mentally. Um, I think that him saying pressure is a privilege might just be us being able to hold him more accountable than other players. He's going, pressure is a privilege. Even I suck at it. <laughs> That's the sh- That should be the second half of his slogan. Okay. Um yeah, you're right. You're hundred percent right. He contradicted himself for sure. Um he clearly doesn't realize that he is privileged to be in these situations. He's throwing rackets and breaking them instead of going, These are opportunities I'm blessed to have.
1: That do you think he contradicted himself?
2: That most definitely. I feel like there's a lot of players out there, a lot of kids out there just like the two the Japanese little boy. He looks up to Djokovic and you know, like him. Acting like that on the court is just not really good for the upcoming players, especially the little kids who look up to him and stuff like that. And especially as a 20 grand slam champion, like he, he has to be better on the court, you know? Like, I understand, like, this is the one event that he really wanted. Yeah. But, you know, as a grand slam champion and to be able to say all that stuff, you kind of have to back it up on the court. So, he definitely- I,
1: I agree. It, it, it's the whole children looking up to you. A yeah. lot of people use that argument so now let's continue he said I'm human and that's just the way I am now let's continue if Nick Kyrgios were to do that he'd be thrown off the tour
2: yeah he Um, would get destroyed (laughs) is that correct
1: do you guys agree with that a little hyperbole but yes okay so now let's continue do you think Djokovic is treated more does he get more of an advantage or is he treated in a higher standard than anybody else can he get away with more stuff?
2: And honestly, I think Djokovic is probably one of the like hated <laughs> player. Like,
0: yeah, uh, here, here's the. Thing. He's
2: always been like the underdog, even at Wimbledon. Like he, the crowd is always against him.
0: Uh, I think that the fans don't love him the most, but I do think that the big three in general do get the most privilege in tournaments and from uh, the infrastructure of tennis in general. Uh, they get treated a little differently. Uh, we saw that with Djokovic's behavior and the repercussions he rarely faces. Uh, Federer getting center court the entire tournament while he's not ranked as high as Medvedev, or just Nadal and his, you know, his stickler the timer thing with his serve, you know, where he's going over the time all the time for years and not getting violations for a while. Um, these are the big three, and they are privileged.
2: Do you, do you think that these three deserve the privilege like that? Or is nope. it unfair to other players?
0: I don't think they deserve it. The only person I think... The only situation where I was okay with it was Federer getting on center court more than all the other players.
2: I definitely agree because... I can't imagine him being on a practice court. How are you going to fit all those people in? You know, A lot of people just come yeah, to watch Fed. As
0: an event coordinator, the big three need to be on center court. That's just what it is. You know, People come to see them and being over capacity is inexcusable if there's a bigger venue to put that player in definitely. so that makes sense to me all these other situations with the shot clocks or the timers the serve timers the repercussions for their tempers and them cussing out people or yelling at umpires they need to get treated
1: the same way as number 250 in the world I agree with that they need to be treated fairly the whole way around yeah for sure yes it's a double standard Mm -hmm. So now let's get to that part. We're going to talk about Biles and Serena Williams. So let's start with the tennis. Serena Williams. Mm -hmm. She got a point deduction because she quote unquote was talking to her coach Mm -hmm. and then called Carlos Ramos a thief. Mm -hmm. Djokovic threw his racket into the stands. He did not get a warning. He got a warning for smashing his racket but not for throwing it into the stance mm-hmm. do you think that Djokovic is treated in a higher standard than Serena Williams
0: by a million oh big time I mean Serena knows this we know this the fans know this that's undeniable has Serena done some outlandish things absolutely I think she threatened to shove a ball down a ball lady's throat at one point <laughs> at the US Open on center court that's crazy um that might be the most violent thing I've ever heard on a court, um, but nonetheless, um, Djokovic. I can't think of a time outside of finally last year where he was disqualified, where he faced serious repercussions. Um, I think that ten, the tennis federation is finally recognizing that they need to be a little more strict with Djokovic, but you know it's tricky because even last year, you know they kick him out the tournament, and now we put an asterisk on the winner as fans you know and they don't
1: want that I didn't thank you (laughs) (laughs) do you think there's? were you finished
0: Uh, I was just going to say this to you okay Um, do you think that the big the the next gen have officially broken through then
2: yeah I want to hear your thoughts on this one for sure
0: (laughs) because if you answer to me yes they've officially broken through okay but if you say no then you do put an asterisk on that Dominic Team US Open
1: interesting well in that case i'm gonna have to well with me with dominic team not there Uh then i'm gonna have to say no okay but with dominic team there they've broken through he can compete against the big three and medvedev on hard courts can compete against the big three as well
0: okay i'll wait for the official breakthrough We'll know when uh, Fix screams during the intro.
2: <laughs> now that. But would he, you say like Dominic Team is actually one of those new gens coming up or like he's like a middle? He's like, in the middle. No. Now he is. Now he is. Now okay. he is. Yeah. Just because he broke through the US Open or like way no, right before? He, he
1: can compete against. He beat Nadal in Australia. Then he lost to Djokovic in the finals of Australia. So he competed. He's competing against the big three.
0: He's beating Nadal on the clay. Mm-hmm. Right, he's beaten Djokovic on a hard court at a Grand Slam on center court. Right, he has serious wins under his belt consistently. Right, um, I'm just worried about what he's doing next.
1: So let's go back to the question, since you didn't answer. Do you think there's a double standard on the treatment of Djokovic and Serena Williams?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Just like Jared said, you know, they both have ugly stuff behind them, but I do think like. Djokovic is more privileged, man. Djokovic is a lot more privileged. He's got a lot, he got away with a lot of things, you know. And Serena, she's had a tough time out there on the court. So, yeah. the empire has been against her and like she hasn't been pretty out there on the court, but mm-hmm. I do agree though, Djokovic has been privileged out there on the court though.
1: I think it's sad that the top woman's player and considerably the top woman of all time is treated differently than the male player that is Top five. Top five ish mm-hmm. so far, unless he breaks the records. Yeah. And I think that's sad. And that just speaks to how women have been mistreated for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Djokovic has done much worse things than Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. I mean, she pegged, uh, Serena Williams talked about shoving a ball down the throat. Mm-hmm. Djokovic pegged the Lions woman. <laughs> There's a it. difference.
0: He said, talk is cheap.
1: Right. <laughs> So now let's go to Simone Biles and Djokovic. When uh, Simone Biles quit because she felt the twisties, is what she's calling it. Mm. People got down her throat for quitting and for saying, hey, uh, I'm not feeling it. So sorry, guys. You guys are on your own. Mm-hmm. Djokovic in the mixed doubles let his partner down, giving the bronze. On a walk over to Barty. Now, mm-hmm. I would have loved to have seen that match. Number one guy, number one woman. That would have been yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. So, let me ask you this question. Do you think there's a bad treatment of men compared to women?
0: Bad treatment of men compared to women? Yes. I think that the women are treated worse, if that's what you're asking. Right.
1: So, my um, question is, again... She got down the, the journalists were down her throat when she quit.
2: Exactly. Right,
1: and then he quit, and there's no big deal.
2: I just think that that's pathetic. I just yeah, yes, so it is. is pathetic. there any
1: thoughts more? Do you want to add to that? Absolutely. Uh, Djokovic is
0: all right. First of all, it's doubles. <laughs> it's doubles. There's no pressure like singles. You're not flipping in the air upside down, possibly landing on your neck. You're not playing in a, a chess match mentally at war with your opponent. You're playing doubles. Just pick your spots and get to the net. There's no crowd. So him him quitting this and the walkover thing to me is a sign of his emotional reaction to losing his opportunity for the gold medal. He's saying, I don't want to be here anymore.
1: Um, Dad, okay, go ahead. Sorry. I thought sorry. You were Go ahead, Dad. That what are your thoughts? Is there a double standard there?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh at the same time, I do think it's just because uh BIOS is popular. She has a lot of, oh, a lot yeah. of Olympics behind yeah. her, and a lot of people watch the gymnastics. You know, no one's gonna watch doubles tennis, you know, so clearly a lot of social media is not gonna be around that a lot. Yeah, so, that is
0: true. Media is not following Djokovic. Yeah, media is not
2: following it. But I mean, there are probably people that are down Djokovic's throat right now, but it's not as big as BIOS, you know. Bios, mm. She has literally the whole entire United States. Around her, yeah, she's the world, you know. And her being mistreated like this is definitely like unfair, just because like the gymnastics is hard, man. You get one shot at it, and that's it. And like she's being mistreated like this, but also at the same time, it's social media, you know. Probably this is probably equivalent, just because Novak is being treated, probably being treated like trash right now. But we just don't hear about it because the social media is so small around it, so we don't hear about it. So. That's how I take of it, but I was just just kind of taking a full raft right now, and just because a lot of people are just watching her right now and hope, expecting big things, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that you're on. This, you're really on to something by saying that maybe it, maybe the mistreatment, quote unquote, we're seeing, isn't necessarily so much that as much as it is how many people care about mixed doubles tennis versus how many people care about that gymnastics gold yeah. medal match.
1: Yeah, that that's a fair point. That's valid. Yeah, that that's a valid point. That's a good point. But if we're talking about just treating people in general the right way, as yeah. we were just talking about, uh it's wrong. Yeah, for sure. For, for sure. sure, for sure. I so, do think
2: women are getting mistreated more mistreated than men, of course. Mm.
1: Yes. So the last topic is Karenia Busta actually in Djokovic's head. <laughs> in I think Djokovic just <laughs> um, kinda in the walkover in, when when boost when Djokovic Hit the line lady. Guess who he was playing? Karina Busta.
2: Oh. I
1: forgot. I didn't even know. Okay. He was upset when he was up in the U.S. Open. He wasn't even down. And he's hitting the ball, the side of the wall. Mm -hmm. Then he hit the line woman. In this tournament, guess who he played? Karina Busta. Karina Busta. Throws the racket pops it on the side so what do you guys think? I'm going to ask Jay first. Do you think that Kareña Busta is actually in Djokovic's head?
0: I think that when he sees Karina Busta's eyes it triggers something in his steroids that (laughs) makes him snap a little differently because Let let me ask you guys a genuine question here. Is the way Djokovic snaps on the court normal? Is it normal?
2: Nah, it's kind of crazy, man. Like, I'm serious. He here. blows no. up out there. Like, it's not like a simple yell, and then that's it, dude. He like smashed. I
0: I can't compare him to anyone else in the top 25 when it comes to how I'm
2: having a meltdown,
0: the the, the rage, um, the the dilated eyeballs during serve returns, the levels of focus versus explosiveness and anger, and it seems to me that he's He's on a very unique tear as far as mentality on the court. Um, it's a little concerning.
1: My thing is that he doesn't explode at the moment. Yeah. He holds it in a little bit mm. and then he snaps when it's irrelevant. Yeah. So that's why it looks bad.
0: Yeah, I don't understand
2: it.
1: Yeah, just do it. Mm. Just snap. That. Do you think that Karina Busta is in Djokovic's head?
2: Personally, I don't really think he's in his head. I just think like lucky games I guess and I just feel like losing to Zverev he just kind of was like I was going
0: to say I think you nailed it on the dot he's letting out the Zverev rage in the booster match I just feel like he lost
2: gold and was like I don't want bronze man he was like
0: he was like I don't want bronze and then (laughs) like halfway into the match he goes what the hell I'm losing you know it's one of those kind of things yeah that's why
2: I feel like but I don't think he's in his head I mean if Djokovic sees him on hardcore probably like another hardcore maybe at a grand slam or a different tournament like Pretty sure Novak will sweep him Is this
0: technically... What is Kareňa Busta's record against Djokovic is the real question here. (laughs) That's a good question. What's his head to head
2: here? (laughs) Now... We're giving him too much uh, credit here, man.
1: Now, maybe you're right. Maybe he didn't play as hard as he did against Verev. But Karina Busta actually was out hitting. If you guys saw the match, Karina Busta was out hitting Djokovic. He was uh, redirecting the ball... He was being Djokovic. He was doing what Djokovic does to other people. He did it to Djokovic. All
0: right. Well, for the record, if we count the Olympics, the record is 4-2. and Uh, Djokovic is up four wins to two. Okay. Um, On the ATP Tour specifically, the record is 4-1. to So it's closer than we may think. Right. That's a 30% win chance for Busta. Right. That's very interesting. Very interesting.
1: And since we like Nick Kyrgios... In 2019, Nick Curios talked about Karenia Busta, saying he's just a clay court player. If there was no clay, he wouldn't be in the top 50. Mm. Have has your opinions changed about Karina Busta?
2: I don't even think he has a solid record on even clay. Like I don't no, really—he's
0: he, s- decent on clay.
1: He really is. To me, he's more of a hard court, He
2: like, has a Masters honestly. 1000, right? Does he?
1: Busta has a Masters 1000? I'm Does he not or sure? no? But what I, do you think? Know, no, has your true. opinion changed on Karina Busta?
2: I don't really follow much on Karina Busta just because like I wasn't really a fan of his game. Okay. And I probably, one of the matches that I remember was that he played against Nishikori and had a big meltdown just because like some bad line call or something like that. But he did go to a five-setter with him, I believe. And he lost to Nishikori just so that he did have a meltdown at that. But I mean... He's a good player. I just don't really follow up with him. I really... Okay.
1: Well, he
0: has six titles. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't done extensive research on Boosta. I'm not a, a big, big fan. But I associate him with Clay. just subconsciously. That's what I associate him with. If I were to um, look at his record, we have his record here. It shows that he has... Let's see. We have two
2: three clay tournaments three
0: three clay tournaments three clay tournament titles and three hardcore titles so he's half and half that's that's solid right that's very solid that means he's well-rounded yes so yeah i i'd have to give him his credit
1: yes my opinion has changed he can compete with the top guys he can at least pester them enough Mm. so he's a decent player and we'll see what happens so that concludes this
2: episode, and I hope you guys were entertained. All right, guys. Pleasure being here. Jacob, Simon and Figueroa. Thanks for having me here. Dig that lay. Hope to be back soon.
0: Let me, uh, hold on. I got to cue up this outro music. I'm struggling over here. <laughs> ah, there we go. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for uh, coming in, joining in on our platform. Be in, be in, be in. ATP Podcast. I forgot to release the bonus episode last week.
1: Just stop trying to talk sexy. I do every
0: class. ATP, uh, thanks, Dad, for coming out.
2: Of course, always a pleasure.